Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here, Drive Home Edition. I've had a lot of time today on this beautiful Monday afternoon to dissect what was um, one of the craziest finishes of a football game in which I was rooting for one of the two teams. Um, The other one that comes to mind is when Michigan only had to punt the ball against Michigan State. Uh, muffed the punt, and it went back for a touchdown. Obviously, that uh, that still stings. I've been able to get over it now that Michigan has kind of uh, trended in the right direction. Where the difference between that one and this one is Michigan kind of had the game won, and they lost where the Patriots yesterday, the momentum was definitely on their side. It was 24-24. The game was going to go into overtime, and who knows what would have happened. But the Patriots fumble away or lateral away a must-win game yesterday. And I just start to think to myself, where is this team heading? Uh, I didn't, I didn't never considered them a contender, a true contender, to beat any one team this year in a playoff game. I did think they could win some games in the regular season. I said on a multitude of times that a 10-7 and seven season this year would be a better season than 10-7 and seven last year um, because of the magnitude of the teams, because of the progression of the team, um, where I thought the NFL was this year, where I thought the AFC was this year. I thought 10-7 and seven for New England would be a better season than 10-7 and seven was last year. With that being said... How far is a 9-8 and eight season from being close to a 10-7 and seven season? And I just think it's it feels very far away at this point. Um, the New England Patriots, and I've said this on a lot of times, and it, this comes off as like a Tom Brady homer, but you have to like really consider this if you think to yourself. What are the Patriots without Tom Brady? And for the longest time, all you Tom Brady doubters tried to tell me, well, Belichick went 11-5 and in 2008 with Matt Castle, and Tom Brady's just a system quarterback, and yada, 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 yada. Well, at the end of the day, the Patriots have been mediocre. And I believe the stat that I heard today, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe the stat that I heard, since Tom Brady's departure, they are 24-24. and 24. So they're an average football team. They are an average football team over the last two and a half seasons. A little more than two and a half seasons. We're almost to a complete three seasons. And I got to be honest, like this isn't, this isn't the football team that I, that I've been rooting for for the last 15 ish years. Um, This team was led by the greatest quarterback that's ever played and the greatest coach that's ever played. And now that the greatest quarterback that's ever played is gone, the greatest coach that's ever coached doesn't look like the greatest coach that's ever coached anymore. He makes stupid, boneheaded things and decisions over the course of a couple of years that have really set this this team and this franchise back. And it just makes me wonder, where does this team go? At what point do you look yourself in the mirror and realize that the guy leading the, the franchise maybe too egotistical to, to, to improve or 
maybe he's just past his days and he's just trying to coast until he passes Don Shula or whatever it may be. But there are several factors with this team that really need to be considered. And number one is the head coach. What is the head coach? What value does he bring to your team? And I'm, I'm sitting here today that I think Bill Belichick has a ton of value. In no, in no means am I saying he's a bad football coach. But some of the decisions that he's made are kind of like head scratchers. Like not hiring an offensive coordinator when you have a, a quarterback going into his second year. The second year is probably the most crucial year in a quarterback's development. Example number one, Trevor Lawrence. What did they do? They went and got Doug Peterson, a former Super Bowl-level coach. And Trevor Lawrence, over the last four weeks, let me check my notes. Oh, that's right. He looks fucking incredible. Okay. So, moving on, Justin Fields. They go get a defensive head coach for him, but they did hire a pretty good offensive guy. And Justin Fields looks like he might be the second-best quarterback in this draft class. When all along, Mack looked like the best slash probably number two if Trevor Lawrence could peak, which he did. So not only has he fallen behind Trevor, he's fallen behind probably Justin at this point. And Zach Wilson, mind you, while he hasn't looked great, he threw for 300 yards yesterday. Uh, Mac Jones, I don't remember exactly what he threw, but it was under 200. He was bad. Um, I think through the first half, he had like 47 pass yards. So it's just, it's not going to get it done. Mac Jones has been a problem. And I know a lot of Patriot fans are like, oh, you don't believe in him. He was 13 of 31 for 112 yards against one of the worst pass defenses in the entire National Football League. 112 yards. 112 yards. Yeah, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. Okay? Part of that is play calling. Part of that is Mac. I do think Bailey Zappi's better. Do I think Bailey Zappi's a world beater who's going to win Super Bowls? No, I do not. But at the same token, you have to ask yourself, what do we have when we sit on, when we go out and right around the tunnel on Sunday? We have an average football quarterback. We have an average NFL quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to see 40 touchdown passes. His peak is probably, if I had to guess, 32-ish. Maybe 34. That's two a game. Maybe. That's what Mac Jones is. He's a game manager, and you better have an elite run game and elite defense. And an elite play caller, because right now, that's not what we have. What could the Patriots do? Bill O'Brien's a name that gets thrown out a lot. I would love to see Bill O'Brien back in New England. People get this confused. Bill O'Brien was actually an exceptional football coach with Houston. He was a horrendous general manager. They gave him ties to being the general manager, and he was really bad at it. He was not bad at coaching football. He was actually really good at coaching football, was good at coaching offense. Obviously made something of Deshaun Watson, made something of DeAndre Hopkins. Those are great talents, but still. I think Bill O'Brien in New England, if he was willing to leave Alabama and come back and coach Mac Jones, would be an exceptional fit. Would Bill Belichick have him again? I would assume so, but maybe Bill's just so set in his ways that he wants to make Matt Patricia work. And if that is the case, what a fail. What an absolute failure. Second thing, there are heavy rumors 
that Tom Brady could potentially be interested in one last run in New England. The more and more I think about it, the more it makes sense. And the more San Francisco does not make sense. People love to throw San Francisco out there. So the one thing that Tom loves just as much as football is his family. And his son Jack lives in New York and his other kids, I'm, I'm guessing, currently live in Florida with him. Both of his kids would be on the other side of the country. At what point does that become a factor? I believe San Francisco would become a factor at that point. That's no longer a two-hour plane ride. You go back to New England, your one son's an hour away, and your other kids are a two-hour plane ride. Okay? Or maybe your kids go back to New England with you. I don't know how that would work. But I, I do think that an East Coast team is more likely than him going to play for the San Francisco 49ers unless it's just for one season. If it's just for one season. But I think the Patriots are a, are a factor. And here, let me say this. The people that are like, well, let's develop Mac Jones. At his absolute apex, Mac Jones is probably hmm, 35 touchdowns, 4,000 yards and 12 picks at his absolute best. Tom Brady can do that in his sleep, even at this age. With the weapons that we have currently in New England, Tom Brady would walk in and put up that stat line sleeping. Do I think New England has world beaters? No, but I think they have two good tight ends, and they have probably three or four B receivers and they have an exceptional running back who most people now know, Ramondre Stevenson. And a great defense. So if they're willing to bring in Bill O'Brien, I think I think Tom Brady would play for Bill O'Brien immediately. I think he would absolutely play for Bill O'Brien. And right then and there, we potentially could have a, a one-run season, and then maybe Bill at that point just hangs it up. Or maybe at that point he just rolls with Zappy after he sits behind for Brady for a year, or he drafts another guy because clearly you know what Mac is. Mac is Kirk Cousins at his best. And I don't think Mac Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback by any means, but there's a reason we joke about 1 p.m. Kirk. Mac Jones is Kirk Cousins at his absolute best. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott's better than Mac, Mac Jones, and a lot of people don't like Dak Prescott. I would never be okay with paying Mac Jones $40 million. I would vomit. And I like Mac Jones. I like Mac. I, I think he's a solid quarterback. I like that he's a Patriot. But you have to know what you have. I watched elite quarterback play for most of my life. I know that that is not the case in New England. There is not elite quarterback play in New England. So at what point do you sit to your, think to yourself, when we start and kick off a football game on Sunday, we are automatically at a disadvantage automatically an NFL football game is decided by a few factors coaching is one but it's getting smaller and smaller by the day quarterback play is two and that is growing more and more effective every day and then defense three and again that's growing less and less effective but New England would have the coach, they'd have the defense, and they'd have the quarterback if you bring in Tom Brady. They don't have the quarterback right now with Mac Jones. 
And the only argument for Mac Jones, and I like Mac, is that he doesn't have a good elite play caller. And I, I would I would listen to that argument. And by no means am I saying if Mac's the quarterback next year, I, I'm bailing on the team. No, that's not the case. But if you're saying I can have Tom Brady for even one more season to ride off in the sunset, this is a no-brainer. You put him back in the building immediately. Immediately. If Tom wants to come back, you let him come back. Period. Point blank. And a lot of people are like, well, he sucks now. No, he does not. If you actually watch Tampa Bay, you cannot tell me that you think Tom Brady sucks. Is he Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he Mac Jones? Hell no. Way better than Mac Jones. So, in that case, you go out and you get the guy and you start over. You start over. You make one last potential Super Bowl run with Tom Brady and company and see where that gets you. As far as the play yesterday, yeah, it is what it is. Horrendous play. I love Jacoby Myers. Um, Dude's an ultimate patriot, ultimate teammate, ultimate hard worker. We're a better football team with Jacoby Myers on the field. That is inarguable. He made a horrible play yesterday. And what it comes down to is I was thinking about this. I personally don't judge anybody for a mistake they made in about a one-second time period in their life. Second chances are huge. Um, You ever been in a car accident? Maybe you made a split-second decision that was poor. Um, You know, maybe you... I don't even know. Maybe you got an answer wrong on a test when you were in high school because you you chose something else. You could make a wrong decision. You could make a decision that you you weren't necessarily prepared to make and somebody forced you to make it and it was the wrong one. Okay? I don't think Jacoby Myers intended on getting the ball. So once he did, he probably thought to himself, okay, let's make some magic happen. The only problem is there was 11 guys on the field and there was one guy that I would be 100% not okay with getting the ball, and that's Mac Jones, and that's who he threw it to. So kind of sucks um how fitting that it's Chandler Jones the former New England Patriot um how fitting that it's against the Raiders uh a team that obviously is famous for the tuck rule they hate New England um another fitting thing that that I think a lot of people were really like disgusted with in the game was the touchdown call late in the game I personally did not think it was a catch I didn't think he got the feet in on the initial, before they even reviewed, I'm like, oh, he didn't catch that. It wasn't a touchdown. And then they called it a touchdown on the field. And at that point, I immediately thought to myself, okay, well, let's check the review. And after watching many reviews, there was one thing that was very certain. I did not see a replay that was definitive. And there is one thing I ask, one thing that I ask. If you are going to overturn a call or withhold a call or whatever it is, make sure the evidence is there. Okay? So whatever the call on the field is, unless you see something different, you have to uphold that. My biggest bitch about the Hunter Henry touchdown against the Vikings a couple weeks ago was that it was called the touchdown on the field. His hand was under the ball 100% of the time, and they somehow seen enough evidence to overturn it. I thought that was a bullshit call. 
This call, on the other hand, was called a touchdown, and I did not see any evidence to overturn it. Did I think it was a touchdown? No. Did I see enough evidence to overturn it? No, I didn't. I was okay with the Raiders getting that touchdown. It didn't make me mad at all. Also, I'm not a little puss bag and whine about calls, and I don't think that calls determine games. So if that's you today, I'm sorry. You think the NFL's rigged? I'm sorry. Can't help you. I'm on a bit of a soapbox here. Um, that game last night was such a gut punch. New England has three more games remaining. The Cincinnati Bengals on Christmas Eve. The Miami Dolphins. And they close with the Buffalo Bills. I personally think at New England's best, they can win one of those three games. They weren't going to win two. They needed a Raiders win. And they didn't get it. So now they have to win a minimum of two. Arguably three. And they're not going to do it. New England's probably going to miss the playoffs. So... With that said, kind of sucks. Is what it is, though. This is a season that, unfortunately, is going to be looked upon. The season that Mac Jones did not get a play caller. That Matt Patricia, a defensive guy, was calling plays for New England. Sets you back. Um, I think that's all I got as far as the Patriots go. Uh, pretty frustrated with the team altogether. I've said a few times... Um, And I think a lot of people would probably agree with this. If you had two teams that you loved unconditionally, um, you would be okay if one sucked in order for the other one to win at the highest level. Uh, And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, for the longest time, Michigan was average to bad while the Patriots were winning Super Bowls. And now that the Michigan Wolverines are at an absolute apex and in the college football playoffs undefeated competing for a national championship, the New England Patriots are average to bad. Um, you know what? I'm okay with it. It is what it is. I'd love for them both to be great. Unfortunately, they're not. Um, <clears throat> can't wait to talk. Michigan TCU college football playoff preview with uh, Dan here. Not this coming week, but the following week. Um I watched a World Cup game this past Sunday for the first... It was like the first soccer game I've watched in its entirety. I'm sorry, it's the second one this year. It's probably only the third I've watched in my life. Um, And I was generally excited. I was enjoying everything that I watched. Um, it, It is crazy how, no matter what the sport, when there is somebody on the field that is night and day better than everybody else and you know nothing about the sport, if you can tell that that player is better than everybody else, they're special. And in a game of the World Cup where there are a lot of great players on the field, Mbappe was 1,000% the best player on the field, and it jumped off the page to me. And it was super exciting to watch. So the the game in itself was just... An absolute barn burner. Um, if if you were to pick a single game to show somebody to say, "Hey, I want you to become a soccer fan. Can you watch this game?" That I would I, that would be it. Um, I don't know how much soccer I'll be watching in the future. Um, I have a lot of friends. Brad, obviously the co-host of this podcast, is a huge soccer guy. I have some other friends that are big soccer people. Um, I enjoy talking soccer and learning about soccer. I don't necessarily find myself watching. 30 games a year, but
but maybe two to five I could potentially find big matchups and watch. I'll tell you what, that game was as exciting as a, a soccer game I've ever seen. I watched all of the USA-England game on Black Friday, and it did not live up to that hype by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, soccer is an interesting sport. Um, I am enjoying what I've seen over these last couple of games, and this World Cup was obviously one that I look forward to watching another great game by other great players someday. But um, last thing, I need... Uh, I need Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers to absolutely go ape shit tonight. Um, I think I need 25 points out of him to beat the highest scoring team in a fantasy league that I am in. Um, I don't expect to win. I never expected to win this week. His team was by far better than mine, but it would mean the world to me to beat him, especially after he called game at about 5 o'clock yesterday. He knows who he is. He's probably not listening. But if he is, shout out. Um, yeah. Fun weekend of football. This is why we love the sport. It's college bowl season. Um, hopefully you guys are watching a lot of uh, college football. You're watching your NFL teams. NBA's in full swing. Lots of good NBA teams right now. Um, World Cup just finished up. Uh, Lots of free agents going down in baseball. It's a fun time to be a sports fan right now. And the NFL playoffs are literally around the corner. This is the best time to watch the NFL. I absolutely love December, January, February football. It's the absolute best. I live for it. Um, And the Michigan Wolverines right now, 13-0, about to play another game here uh, in another week and a half. So I can't wait for that. I'm going to let you guys go. This was the Drive Home Pod had to get off my chest about the Patriots and, and where this team is going at this point. Um, not a lot of bright lights ahead. Probably dark tunnels ahead if I had to guess. Unless that man, the goat, walks through the doors again. So, uh, with that said, I'll leave with this. I'm out. Real talk. <laughs>